Okay. Hey, uh, I want to uh, read a verse about encouragement, and then we're going to hear some testimonies from people who have uh, had some great things happen uh, this year. We're going to start with uh, Mike and Whitney. That's why they're still up here. You thought they were monitoring me, but that's, uh, they're going to give a testimony today. We've got a verse uh, there in Colossians chapter 2, verse 2. And uh, in between these testimonies, I'm going to interject a couple of scriptures and just try and draw out one word that would be a, a real um, uh, benchmark, if you will, for that verse for this day. Colossians 2.2 says, My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Here, the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle Paul, is writing to this church uh, called uh, the book of Colossians. And we see he says, I want them to be encouraged in heart and united in love. And what was the purpose and what was the reason for that? So that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. In order for us to go into further understanding with God, we've got to be encouraged in heart and unified in love. If we want to have the full understanding or a fuller understanding of this mystery of God, namely Christ, then we've got to be encouraged in heart. It is not the depressed that find themselves coming into the full knowledge of God. It is the encouraged. We may go through a season of depression. I've been there. We can go through ups and downs. That's part of life. But God wants us to be encouraged that we may go through a deep, a deep time or a dark time or a low time, but we go through it. We don't stay there. We go through it because encouragement lifts us up. Encouragement causes us to be united together as the body of Christ. So if you want a greater understanding of this mystery called Christ, this mystery of God, this process of salvation and this process of rejuvenation in our lives, uh, encouragement is going to be a vital part of your life in that process. So I uh, want uh, Micah and Whitney to come and share with everyone uh, some things that have happened uh, this past year. So, hey, come on up, guys. Tell us what's going down. Well, it started off, you know, any, any other year. It did seem to start off pretty normal, you know, and uh, we were watching the COVID thing from across the sea, right? And uh, then it hit here. It struck. And so we, uh, we didn't, you know, we didn't stop and look around. We just, you just keep going. You know, it's, uh, life seems to compare to the surfer a lot. You can, you can lay on the board and let waves pass from under you, or you can stand up and ride the wave in. And when you do, you, you ride it to the shore. So we never did jump off the board, so to say. We, we stayed on it. The, one of the main things, wifey here is a, uh, what's the practice administrator? Practice manager. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. She's a practice manager for the NGPG group out of Brazelton, and she manages what they call their internal medicine office. And so we did have a, you know, a what's going to happen feeling about it. And so and her phone, her phone starts going off at five in the morning. You know, I always wondered why the manager's make more, right, Why, what their, their duty is when they seem to just sit in an office and tell people what to do all day. Not the case. Not the case. Her, her phone goes off actually 24-7. And, and so they started, they started losing employees pretty quick. And remember at the very beginning, it was to just symptoms. Symptoms and 14 days you were gone. And so she, she had to deal with that you know, and still is daily. And one of the things about their office is they started a residency program. So now they had doctors fresh out of school coming to to her office to begin their doctorship. Yeah. Right? And they um, they also do rotations in the hospital. So they are hands-on with COVID patients in the ICU and they come into our clinic. Um, so we're constantly exposed to COVID constantly. And one of the things that from the very beginning was we, we prayed for protection because I didn't know if I was going to get COVID and God has really just shown his grace and mercy throughout that because I haven't been sick. Um, we haven't been sick. Thank God. Not to say that we won't get COVID at some point, but during this entire year, he's kept us safe and protected. 
Yeah, true. And we don't we didn't pray every night. God keep us protected. We, it actually seems like we might have prayed once or twice at the dinner table. Lord, continue your your hand of protection over us. You know, if you will us to get the disease, then then will us through it, please. But He has He's kept us. He kept us in a you know force field almost as it seems. There were people that were very close to us getting it, and us not not getting the virus, which was a is it is and was a true blessing. And just her being able to deal with the the uh, the revolving door at her office of people coming and going and, and losing and uh, the you know just the fear there was a fear there that seemed to lead the whole thing. Uh, thankfully, uh, we have a God that's faithful, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> many of you know I, I was in I've been in school for two years. I started in spring of 2019 to to be an airplane mechanic. Right, uh, aviation maintenance technician. If you want to be a stinker about it, yeah. But uh, now, so I started school. You know, nineteen comes around, comes and goes, and twenty started. They sent us on spring break, and I remember my instructor. I got an instructor. This cool guy. He actually worked on Airwolf. One of the reasons I went to the school. This guy worked on the helicopter Airwolf, best helicopter ever made. But he, um, he's like, guys, y'all be prepared. This is an exact impersonation of him too. Y'all be prepared, might not come back from spring break. So we were like, all right, cool, <laughs> you know, good. But the school I went to is in Greenville, South Carolina, 100 miles, actually 99 miles from my driveway to my parking spot. And so, yeah, we got, we got the message. Uh, we're extending spring break a week. And then it started to come out. We started to see that the FAA was halting the Part 147 school. Part 147 is federal talk for aviation maintenance school. And so we're, um, FAA requires seat time. So we're, we're starting to wonder, now we're going to have to go to school longer than we think. Our school was the school in the nation, the one, thank God, thank the Lord above our, our instructors, our department head went up and said, nope, we'll move to online. We're graduating these guys in the summer when they're supposed to, went to online and, and they had a week, pretty much a week, to set up an entire online platform for aviation maintenance. And if y'all want to talk about pressure carburetors, you know, we can, but it's hard. It's tough. So, <clears throat> thankfully, they kept us in school in the online program. And so things were, were still rolling along. So they came to this fall here in uh, August. They started, they said, come on back to school, you know, we'll, do our, we'll wear the masks We'll uh, socially distance and all that stuff and, um, and keep it going. I actually started out a sequence, so I went back to the very beginning of the program now in the fall to finish it out. And things seem to be going good. I went to, uh, went to work one day. I work over at the Winder Airport over here on Fridays and Saturdays when I wasn't in school. Went over there, and my boss was like, hey, man, let me talk to you. All right, cool. He's like, we're going to talk to talk to another boss, we're going to talk to him today and see if we got enough room for you. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'll start here full time when school's over. And I actually kept it from her for a while. And But <clears throat> Pastor Chris mentioned strengthening yourself in the Lord. Every, every morning when I got to that parking spot, I had to do that. Excuse me. Thank you. That was divine. Trust me, it was <laughs> Every morning I got to that parking spot and it was just me and him. You know, I had to say, okay, Lord, you know, Dave, the things that King David dealt with, this is airplane school. This is nothing. I was faced with uh, not knowing where I was going to work. You know, I've, I've learned to deal with, with uh, not understanding something is fairly easy now for, you know, God hasn't made a mistake yet. I doubt not knowing where I'm going to work is going to be his first one. Right. So. So it did every day strengthen, you know, OK, Lord, let's keep going where I'm uh, when we started the semester. I'm like, all right, short rows. Here we go. This is it. We're almost done. I'm going back to the beginning of the program. This is the easy stuff they call the general regs, you know, um, basic electricity, which was not basic. So y'all know. But we um, we started it off and and then came the the. Um, you know, we were, I was unsure that I would have a job at the end. Well, about three weeks ago, 
my boss calls me. He's like, hey, one of the guys quit. You know, so when can you start full time? And I actually started full time last week. Thank God. But yes, yeah, praise the Lord. There's, you know, there's uh, all kind of scenarios in the Bible. Peter stepping out of the boat, you know, keeping his eyes on the Lord to keep from sinking into the water. We do keep our eyes on the Lord. Um, we are human, you know, but but if you, uh, for in, as far as encouragement goes, there is a God that's faithful all the time. And even, even when, if the bank account goes to zero, you know, if your friends abandon you, your family abandons you, which ours didn't, thank God. Uh, we, we have our, our family to, to go through all this with us. But when, when famine strikes, when disease hits, uh, when we're left in the dark, right? God has given us a light. He's provided a light for us to guide us through the night. He lets us go through the night. And seeming that he's not there. Y'all have heard, I'm sure you've heard, that the teacher is always quiet during the test, right? Well, seeming like he's not there, we have a light to follow through the dark. And the same God who's always faithful will meet you at the dawn. That's the Lord. That's his doing. And we, um, we've been met, you know, over and over at the dawn. And, but just to, to reassure that God is watching. Uh, he is, he is de most definitely watching. Uh, the last, last verse in Ecclesiastes says, with every secret thing, nothing, nothing gets by on this planet that he doesn't see. He knows our hearts and he knows our home. So we are thankful to him, uh, his Holy Spirit, who's here with us all the time. And most, most, you know, most importantly, and most thankfully, uh, his son, Jesus, who, who did die innocently. You know, he was, he was made to write sentences, even though he didn't, didn't commit the crime. Right. And thank you guys for hearing us here. Thank you. Um, I just want to say that um, during this whole process, we we did pray when we would pray at dinner time, which was wonderful because things slowed down a little bit. And I think for everybody, things slowed down and we were able to spend time with our family. And we um, prayed for guidance on areas that we could minister in. And God really has opened up doors through ministry, through the youth ministry, and throughout that, we've been able to develop some really great relationships and friendships with people in the church. And so that's been a huge blessing to us this year. Huge blessing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So thank you. Yes, ma'am. All right. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 11 and 12, of course, Holy Spirit wrote this through the Apostle Paul. He said, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. He said, it, 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 he said I don't want to just be encouraged. And I don't want just you to be encouraged. I want us to be mutually encouraged encouraged. And that's why when, when we share testimonies about what God is doing, it is encouraging to the one who shares. It's also encouraging to the one who hears. Romans 12, portions of 6 through 8, talks about the gifts of the Spirit. He says, if your gift is prophesying, then prophesy according to your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. When you share what God is doing in your life, you are giving encouragement. It is a gift that you're giving to other people, which is vitally important uh, for the body of Christ and for everyone who hears. So next is uh, Chad and Lee are going to come and uh, share uh, what uh, God's done with them, in them, through them this past year. Come on up, guys. And uh, you're on.
Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, so uh, I think when this thing first started hitting, um, uh, you know, we, we have a, a very busy family. I have a very busy life at work. Um, and, and one of the things that was awesome about the, that we saw this uh, when it first started hitting was uh, actually being able to spend more time together as a family, uh, more time together as a, a larger family, our, our cousins, our um, uh, brothers and sisters, our, our, uh, the rest of our family. Uh, we were able to take, uh, normally I don't have enough time necessarily to take time off work to, to, to go on vacations. And our, our lives are so busy on the weekends. The, the girls are doing stuff. They're, they're involved in so many different activities that they don't have time for us to, to stop, you know, just, just stop and breathe. And uh, that was one of the first things that kind of came out of this was uh, we had a chance to stop and breathe and take vacations as a family um, and, and to spend time together um, and more time together uh, praying and, and, and being with each other and encouraging each other. Uh, so that was that was one of the the, the first things uh, I think. Um, uh, another thing is with with our our business uh, the the our, our business is dependent on restaurants and then also grocery stores. So um, from the restaurant side, the restaurants started slowing down. We actually started seeing a loss of business because of this. But the the grocery stores, because people were shopping more and more at grocery stores, actually our business it helps support you know, a lot of that. So our business continued to grow, continued to increase, um, where we were made the decision to move, uh, to a, a larger building. And actually we've hired multiple people. I probably, I would say eight people, uh, which is probably 30%, you know, growth compared to last year. When you see a lot of the, the people that, you know, are, are losing their jobs or losing, uh, you know, we were able to help and be able to, you know, provide uh, jobs for those people that, um, you know, that, that might not have had them uh, last year. So I, I guess I'll add to that since we are um, a family business. When all this ha started, um, I was nervous. And I think naturally I just am a nervous person when things are not in my control. And I just had such a peace about it. Like the Lord was like, I'm bigger than this. You know, you don't need to worry. And he was right, obviously. But um, not only that, but it, I think we were able to be there for a lot of our food. We call them the food service guys. They're the guys that sell our equipment to restaurants and such. And, I mean, they are just having a devastating time um, trying to support their families. So we've had a great opportunity to be there for them. Um, in probably a way that we normally couldn't have connected. Um, so that's been a huge uh, blessing. Um, probably in addition to those things, I would say um, in terms of our kids, <laughs> we have our, our middle daughter used to beg for us to homeschool. And they were like, please homeschool me, homeschool me. She's such a homebody. And I'm like, you do not want me to homeschool you. <laughs> and so when digital started, um, you know, we were full-time digital in March or whatever it was. And I think we were about two weeks into it, and she was like, send me back. And um, <laughs> so it's kind of funny because it's like at least they've gotten a taste of what that would look like. I mean, I'm not saying I take all the credit because the teachers are amazing. But um, she got that little taste of being home with me all the time. She um, maybe realized school's not a bad thing. Um, and then also, um, there was a, a situation with um, our oldest daughter's co competition gym. She does gymnastics, and um, their, sh their gym shut down, and they were not going to reopen. So we had to find a new gym. And uh, we, her and her teammate um, wanted to go to a new gym together. So we went to three different gyms. Um, the girls were accepted on team at all three, and we kind of had to make a decision of which gym we wanted to go. And um, we were, both families were drawn toward this one gym. And um, me, being the nervous person, was nervous about the commitment, and it's farther, and all that, but I wanted to share with you. Um, 
I walked in the front door after we decided this is where we wanted to go. And there was a verse from 1 Timothy 4, 8, and it said, For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. And um, then I started to watch, and the coach would pray with the team before practice. And, you know, I had not had that expectation on a gym, but it was there, and it was just so great to see that she's still keeping the main thing the main thing, you know. So we had a lot of encouragement through that. Um, But last I wanted to say is the song that um, Micah and Whitney um, were singing is um, that you'll sing your praises louder through the storm. And that has been like repetitive through me all year. And it's like suffocating almost to have experienced all the restrictions that we've experienced. And um, we're told when we can go places and where we can go and what we have to wear when we go. And, you know, it's suffocating to me. And, um, but I just kept hearing God, I'm bigger than this. And so even with all those restrictions coming down, you know, it's like, I'm going to sing his praises louder and louder and louder. And that's just our story, I guess. <laughs> so. Hey, and, and so one more thing just to kind of add on, add on to that is, um, you know, with, with COVID, uh, the beginning of the year, they started shutting down a lot of churches. Um, and, I, and I think as a congregation, we're so blessed to have this church, to have Pastor Chris uh, that continues to keep this church open and alive and allows people to continue to come. Um, and we, we started actually coming to this church because we were looking for a church that was open, that you could go to, that you could see. And, and, and because of that, you know, we've, we've, been, we've been blessed as a family. We've been blessed because of Pastor Chris. Um, our, our middle daughter has been saved. She was actually baptized this year at this church because of this church being open. So... Uh, and, and to me, that's awesome. You know, it, the, 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 you hear about churches closing, and it's not just California. I mean, just here locally, we know of several churches that are still closed that continue to close their doors. But, I mean, just miles away from here, and this church is still open. And that's just awesome, awesome, awesome. James says, consider it pure joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, and let patience have its perfect work. Patience. Wow, not the, uh, the P word everyone wants to hear, right? Patience. But patience is valuable, and uh, patience is powerful. And it comes, it's developed in trials. And so those restrictions that are arduous and they, they're uncomfortable, and yet God says, hang in there. I'm doing something. I'm doing something through this. Thank you so much um, for sharing all of that. Hebrews 3, 12 and 13 says, See to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, but encourage one another daily. I just want to ask everybody to say the word daily. As long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. We see here the teeter-totter, the opposite ends, the sinfulness of deceit and a turning away from the Lord. But then we see encourage one another daily. Keep encouraging one another. There is a power in encouragement that keeps us from sin, that keeps us from becoming discouraged and turning away from God. There's an encouragement that counterbalances that temptation. So as we're all tempted in this life, even Jesus was tempted to go the wrong way, to do the wrong thing, encouragement is something that pulls us in the other direction. And so it is vitally important that we encourage one another daily. So I would encourage you that uh, what you're looking at on television, social media, all of those things... If it's not encouraging you and lifting you up, 
I would question whether it's something that's beneficial to you. If it's constantly a drag on your emotions, it's constantly a, oh, man. Maybe it shouldn't be a part of your daily activity. Maybe it should be a part of once a week. But what if I miss something? You will. You'll miss the, oh, man, I'm so upset. That's what you're going to miss, right? So I'm not here to tell you what to do, but just do what I tell you to do. I'm just kidding. It's a joke. I'm sorry. There's a balance between you know, temptation and sin and encouragement. I'm leaning toward encouragement. How about you? All right, well, I tell you what, we have some newlyweds that are going to come and share right now, uh, Jamie and Kelsey. I don't know if Kelsey's coming or not. That's the jury's out. She's coming. All right, come on up, guys. And uh, Jamie and Kelsey are just uh, fabulous folks, so blessed. Uh, Jamie came first, and then Kelsey showed up. And I think we all went, man, I hope this works out. Because uh, he looks like he needs her. Uh, I do. <laughs> because when you get in a rut, I say a rut, when you get in a, in a pace that goes on and on and on and on and on, you kind of forget that like there's other paces going on around you, you know what I'm saying? Um, and, and so <laughs> for the last, I guess, four years or so, um, you know, my life's been pretty fast with a lot of different things that I've had to uh, add on um, as I've just kind of gone with the flow of things. Uh, so you were asking, you know, what, what can I share? What can we share? Uh, what's going on? And so as I was praying about it and kind of thinking about it this last uh, week or so, um, there were two things that kind of came to mind for my life. Um, one of those was uh, perspective. Um, and obviously we've been talking a little bit uh, through the other testimonies and then even last week you know, with Austin's testimony about the perspective of what, um, of, of what can, can happen uh, and it's all kind of like the way that you look at it uh, to the to the non-believer, you know, and if you're a non-believer, I'm not taking any shots or anything or something like that. But when you don't have a perspective of like, oh, there's something greater than me and bigger than me that is for me, it's really hard to see even the craziest things, um, impossible to see the craziest things, or the most difficult things um, as good for me, as good for us. Uh, but when you have that perspective and you understand that the Lord has always got some stuff going on, you know, even to the point where you get really frustrated and you're like, I got it, like, chill out, you know, like, he's always got something good that's coming um, and he's always got something good that's working for you. Um, it's just really hard uh, to, to, to hang on to that sometimes, especially in a season like it is. Um, the second thing that I feel like uh, was heavy uh, for me to share was just uh, rest and um, Chad, you kind of uh, alluded to that a little bit when you were talking about. So I'll, I'll kind of back up a little bit um, <laughs> to give you some perspective on kind of where I've been the last four years. Um, I, uh, I left Eagle Ranch. I was a counselor over there. And it's a real chill life, you know, like chill in the sense of everything is just kind of like in front of you. You spend most of your time working with kids and their families and seeing them grow and, and overcome um, a lot of just their own family things going on, stuff that a lot of times that even we in here, we struggle with, but don't even know how to deal with because we're caught in a pace that just goes and goes and goes. Um, so I was kind of like in this, like, oh, everything's it's, it's great, you know, it's, it's fine. Well, then when I left, I got my first job, uh, at, my first job, my first job like I had uh, being a teacher at uh, Mill Creek High School. Um, and so in a nutshell... Uh, I had to go from just being at Eagle Ranch to uh, became a first-time football coach, um, first-time teacher, uh, had to start grad school, um, and it was kind of dependent on whether I finished grad school within a short amount of time to keep my job. Um, so not a whole lot going on. Um, <laughs> and in each one of the last four years, it just kind of like built on top of it, on top of the one before. And every time I get to it, I'm like, man, 
I get a little bit of rest this time. And it's just like, no, you don't. You got one more thing you got to do. And I was like, fantastic. It's great. Um, so coming up on this past year uh, with, you know, COVID kicking and everything, I remember, I guess it was October of last year. Um, really, August is when we kind of met and we started talking and um, she was all looking good and stuff. And I was, I was all like, mm, okay, you know. Um, but it was around October that, like, our relationship started to kind of kick up. And then um, just we're by nature, like, just it was just weird how connected we were, like, right out the gate. So I was, like, finding that I just was telling her a lot of things about my work life and everything going on there. And, and COVID, or excuse me, COVID hadn't hit yet. But I remember on countless, like, nights just crying out to God. I was like, God, I need rest. I need rest. I need rest. Like, I was so cranky. I was so irritable. I was tired of the kids at the school. Okay, I teach seniors, and senioritis is a real thing. Um, yeah, yeah, I teach special ed seniors. Um, it's a real thing. It, it really is. Uh, if you are a junior uh, or a senior and you are, don't, it doesn't help your teachers out when you decide to shut down and we still got to keep working hard, you know, to make sure you graduate. So um, struggling, hardcore, telling her all these things. I remember crying out, Lord, I need an intervention. I need an intervention. I need an intervention. And that's when perspective comes in because it was around the time of February, I guess, March, um, when I was, I feel like I was at my wits end and I was like, I don't want to teach anymore. I don't want to do anything. And then the whole COVID thing kicked in. Um, and they started shutting down schools and shutting down, um, you know, even just football stuff, like all the things that were just so heavily on me. Um, and, and it was, it was strange, right? Because you're like, well, people are getting sick, but like, I'm not sick right now. Thank you, Lord. But like, what do I do? You know, like, what do I do with this? And it took me a minute to realize that like, in a, in a weird way, it was kind of an answer prayer for me because from that, I began to have rest. I began to get rest. I could go to work in my pajamas, sweatpants, okay? Um, I could get coffee around the corner instead of having to walk a quarter mile and spend half my break and then come all the way back down and go, 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 and meeting and meeting and meeting and da, 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 da. It was just go, go, go. So when COVID hit, like, I was forced to slow down. I was forced to slow down. I was forced to just kind of like take a step back, which was so needed because I was struggling. Um, and on top of that, I was in my last year of grad school and I had to do what was called um, TPA. It's like this big 50-page portfolio, you know. And um, the issue really with TPA and with school and with football is that like, and, and y'all can probably attest to this, that, um, you know, when you are working in an environment that is, that crazy, like everybody that you're working with or working for wants their category to be your A-plus category. But the reality is, is you can't give everything 100%. Like we're human and we need rest. We need energy. We need time. We need time with our families. We need time with friends. We need time to just take a minute, you know. But when you're in that, that spot, especially when you do your job well, you know, hey, do this, do this, do this. So I had all these A-plus categories going on and had the whole COVID thing kicked in and forced me to slow down. I don't think I would have done as well as I did um, with getting my master's. So I finished, I got my master's. Um, and uh, thank you. Um, with that, finishing school well, uh, and then um, also just taking a break from football and then uh, meeting Kelsey as well. Um, and then she has... I guess, a little bit of a different perspective on how COVID's really affected you and us. And you go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, just with my past and history, a lot of you know a little bit of my story, but I feel like 2020 has been such a hard year for so many people. And for me, I feel like it's been one of my sweetest years. Sorry, I'm a crier. <laughs> but um, I was a single parent for three years and with my son. And um, when I met Jamie in 2019, and our relationship kind of formed from there, um, 2020, you know, we just knew that it was the Lord that had brought us together at that point. And um, it was, we were thinking like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you finish grad school. We'll go through the summer and, you know, you can get your 
football stuff out of the way for the next season. Maybe we'll get married in December, like this month, December. And when COVID hit and all of that happened, it just really put things in perspective, like the shutdown, like I'm, I'm working in Jackson County, I'm living in Gwinnett County, I'm, he's living in Barrow County. It's like how we can't even go see each other at night, you know, and during the day, it was just crazy, like how, how COVID kind of brought us closer together. And we just had so many people like, y'all should just go ahead and get married. <laughs> like, what's the way? Like, my parents were even like, y'all should go ahead and get married. And I was living with Marla and Garland, and they were like, y'all should just, you know, go for it. <laughs> and just every corner of, of our circle was just, you know, like, this is keeping y'all apart, you know, but let, let's use this to, to, to escalate the process and, and make things easier and faster. And so, like, I'm super thankful for it <laughs> just because it brought us closer. And, you know, we actually got married in April instead of December. And so it's been a difficult eight months, I think. The first eight months was an awesome eight months, you know, just with everything that's gone on and bringing a, a little one into to marriage at first is hard too, but it's just been just an awesome blessing and testimony. So I feel like for me this year has just really been a year of redemption of what God has done in my life. And truly that in any situation that you find yourself in, um, you know, single parent or just seasons of isolation, seasons of loneliness, seasons of struggle, um, that truly God is truly faithful. And I think Micah and Whitney, all the songs that they sang this morning were just anointed because his promises still stand. Great is his faithfulness, like he's never failed us yet. And so um, I'm just really thankful for this year and what God has done in, in our lives and bringing us together and just just this season of, of full redemption. Um, in my life. Well, and I just real quick just add to like the other side of it that um, I didn't really realize until uh, probably I hit October of this year um, <clears throat> was just that uh, being a football coach, you know, the demands are pretty high. Um, and going into the season that we've in that we went into uh, during the COVID deal, a lot of times coaching they want to keep the same time commitment that they had beforehand. So what happens is my days grew like four or five, six hours longer. Um, and had God not brought us together uh, when He did, I don't know if I would have had the support to hang on as far as I did going through um, this past football season. Because I mean, I'm waking up at five o'clock every morning. I'm getting home at like eight o'clock every night, and I just wasn't used to that. But having somebody there with me, encouraging me, um, God knowing that I was going to need that for this season was really good. Um, so I'm um, just, you know, COVID's been COVID, uh, weird. I uh, got my COVID-19 pounds <laughs> added as well. Um, so, you know, just the whole package, kind of bringing everything together. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That is wonderful. God works all things together for good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And um, hindsight's usually, usually when we see uh, those blessings, but um, great decision to go ahead and get married. Great decision. All right. First um, Thessalonians 3, 6 and 8. But Timothy has just now come to us from you and has brought good, good news about your faith and love. He has told us that you always have pleasant memories of us and that you long to see us, just as we also long to see you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in all our distress and persecution, we were encouraged about you because of your faith. For now we really live since you are standing firm in the Lord. That's a good word. He said, in all the distress, we're really living now. We're encouraged because of your faith. And when you hear the testimonies that we've heard, and we got one more to go, we're just really talking about faith. It's putting your faith in God, putting his faith, our faith in his word, in his faithfulness, in his character, in his love. 
And life throws ups and downs and all kinds of craziness happens, but God never changes. He is silent during the test. Many times the illustration works. But he's faithful and he never changes. Never, ever changes. Mike, come on up. Mike, I don't know why I went over here. Mike, come on up. Mike's going to share uh, some stuff that happened with him this year. Good morning. Um, Jamie, um, I'm jealous. I think I got a different version. I think I got COVID-55. Um, <laughs> but uh, good morning again. Uh, Chris said we have all the time that we need, so I hope nobody has lunch plans. Um, but how many of you know that it's not always easy to see what God's doing until afterwards? In 2019, um, it was a crazy year for me and my family. Um, we were going to a church that we really liked, but we never really connected with anybody there. Um, so about springtime, I decided I was going to do something cool and join the softball team. Um, so I can make some connections, make some friends. And uh, shortly into that season, uh, probably about five games in, I hurt my ankle pretty bad. Um, really painful. Uh, and it, it was literally a week before my wife was going in for ankle surgery. So that was perfect timing. So we went to the doctor. They said it was a sprained ankle. Okay, I can deal with a sprained ankle. It'll be fine. Following week, my wife went in for ankle surgery. Uh, so dad with a sore ankle, mom who was in bed with her feet up, um, became super dad working 10-hour days, taking the kids to dance class, taking the kids to martial arts. Um, and at the time, I was also working seven days a week. So I was stressed to begin with, and the stress added and added and added. Um, and was it three days or a week and three days, dear? Three days after my wife had ankle surgery, um, I finished my day of work, jumped in the car, took my daughter to dance class, and we came home. And I just wasn't feeling right. I was getting this headache. And I was shaking it off because I know my wife's in pain and she needs rest and the kids need me. So a couple hours later, I was trying to put my daughter to bed. And I, the headache just kept getting worse and worse and worse. I went in the bedroom and I told my wife, I said, I think we need to call 911. And... She did the wife thing and freaked out. Um, and as we waited for them, it got worse and worse. Left side of my face started going numb. My arm went numb. My leg went numb. Um, I said to my wife, get the kids. And they came in one by one. And I said, I love you guys. I will always love you because I didn't think I was coming home that night. It was a weird night. I don't remember the ambulance ride. I remember a really awesome family from down the street um, checking in on my wife and coming to pick me up at the hospital at 2 in the morning. Um, and I don't know if he'll ever know how much I appreciate that time. I have no clue what we talked about in the car on the way home. Um, and I think I slept for the next couple of days after that. Uh, and I dealt with my face going numb, my leg going numb, my arm going numb, and ankle pain for most of that year. Um, later that year, um, my wife said, this is not a sprained ankle. We need to get you a, to a different doctor. So we went and they said, oh, you tore your Achilles tendon and you've been walking on it now for six months. So that was awesome news. I went ahead and got surgery scheduled for a couple weeks later. And we went, got that done. Surgery's awesome, just so you know, if you've never had it before. Um, and about six weeks later was when I started walking, which was right about the time of the nativity. And I will tell you, um, I couldn't drive. I could barely walk. And when I was walking, I was walking on pavement, you know, flat surfaces. And, but I knew somebody, JV, was in the nativity, and I wanted to come support him. So we came on the last night. 
which if you were here last year, it was freezing. Um, and I had to work that night. So we got here for like the last five minutes and I hate being late for anything. So I was in a really, really bad mood. And add to that, we got here and I was like, oh, we have to walk across a field with this boot on. So I was not wanting to be there at all. So fast forward to 2020. What a year. Um, God did so much for my family in 2020. I know a lot of people think it was awful in 2020, but we've heard some testimonies today that's been pretty good for some people um, because God is awesome. Uh, in that time, I realized some things. Right at the beginning of 2020, I was able to quit my job on Saturday. And it was just life-changing to be able to do that, to be able to spend that time with my family, be able to actually sleep. Because I don't know about you, and Chad mentioned working a lot. If you're working seven days a week and you're working 10-hour days, um, you don't have a lot of time for your family. And when you do, you're not always the happiest person in the world, right? So I was able to quit my job on Saturdays. And then about two months later, I was really thinking about it. And I said, you know, I'm going to quit my Sunday job too. So now I have Saturday and Sunday, and I get to spend time with my family and do things that we want to do. Um, it's been fantastic for us. Um, and fast forward a little bit later, January, January of this year, because I quit my Sunday job, we could start coming to Hope Crossings. And man, that community that we haven't felt at other churches the day we walked in, I think Whitney mentioned it earlier. It was awesome. People coming in here, shaking your hand, saying hi, asking how you're doing, and then remembering who you are the next week, asking about how that week went that you were telling them the week before was not going to be so fun. Um, it was just, it was great to be here. So when we came to... Um, our time here, coming to Hope Crossing has been more than a blessing for us. Because I don't have to work Saturdays and Sundays, I've been able to do some stuff with the men's ministry. And probably the biggest blessing, um, if any dads are out there, if you have an 11-year-old boy, they like video games, they like annoying their sister, and it's hard to get them to do anything else. Right? Man, we had a day where we were doing a work day. And I said, you're coming with me. And I was like, this is going to be fun. <laughs> that child ate his weight in pancakes, went outside, and didn't stop working for four hours. He was bringing rakes and wheelbarrows and asking people if they needed help and what he could do. He did not stop. To the point where people were like, you worked hard today, buddy. And all I could sit there was just be proud of my son and thankful for that moment to be able to see him do that. And I said, are you coming with me to the next breakfast? He said, only if you're working. <laughs> so while 2020 wasn't the best years for a lot of people, um, oh, one more thing to add. Even though 2020 was pretty good, I was still dealing with pain every day in my leg from my ankle. And probably about two months ago, we had a service where they talked about healing and um, they had people come forward and I didn't come forward because I'm, you know, a dork like that. Um, but Rick knew and he came over and he said, can I pray for you? And he did. And about a week later, for the first time in about 18 months, my leg didn't hurt anymore. And I am like blown away by that. We had gone to chiropractors, we had gone to doctors, we had gotten shots, we had gotten therapy, and nothing worked until somebody came out, reached out in this community. So I am so blessed to be here. I do want to share one scripture. Like I said before, sometimes objects in the rearview mirror are a little bit different. Um, but in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, verse 16 through something. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, 
Yet inwardly, we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. I'm really thankful for that rearview mirror we have. See what God did in the, in the past to get us where we are today. So thank you. Thank you, Pastor Chris. Um, to end this, I, I want to mention two words. One is distance and one is close. Encouragement from a distance is good. Encouragement from a place of closeness is better. Church can be a place of distance where everything is seen from a distance, experienced from a distance, heard from a distance. People are distant. But church is supposed to be about closeness, about togetherness. That's why the Bible describes the church as a body. And all the bodies fit and join together. And that's the way church is, supposed to be. And that's the best place for encouragement is up close. It's one thing when you see someone from a distance and, and they're a Christian, a godly person, and you admire them and you don't see their flaws. Well, that's nice. But there's something unique and special about seeing people up close and personal and you do see their flaws and yet you also see God working in their lives and you also see God using them and encouraging them and allowing them to speak truth and pray for someone else. You see the, the juxtaposition of, wow, they're flawed like I am and wow, look at their life. It's, it's encouraging, it's amazing, they're, God's using them. And when we see both of those mixed together, we begin to understand the grace of God in a greater way and it encourages us. So my... my, my emphasis right now in, in bringing this to a conclusion is distance or close. You can be distant and still make it to heaven. You can be the distant member of the body. But wouldn't it be better to be close? Wouldn't it be better to say, you know what, we're supposed to integrate and work together and, and encourage one another and build one another up. The word says when one, when one part of the body is hurting, I mean, it, it's all hurting. And we need to go to the rescue and we need to go to, to bring medicine many times is encouragement. Medicine to the body many times is just simply bringing a word of encouragement, certainly not a word of judgment.